empty spaces What are we living for? Abandoned places I guess we know the score On and on Does anybody know what we are looking for? Another hero Another mindless crime Behind the curtain Hello and welcome to the TV Arc brought to you by the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, finally back on this feed. Yes. It's been a little bit. We haven't done anything since uh, Tuesdays. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Mr. Sunshine Mayfield and Ben Pruitt, they've been holding it down uh, with a little show called Bending Not Breaking. Hopefully you've been enjoying that as well. But we're here to talk about, let's be honest, the only martial arts-based show that that really matters. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and throw a ton of shade uh, <laughs> yeah. at our, our down friends. The guys who were holding, yes. holding it down for us. Let's and and getting and... killer numbers, by the way. Uh, the response has been great to that show. Uh, so hopefully, maybe we get a little crossover going. I, I assume there's maybe some people who enjoy both shows. But uh, you saw it in the episode description. We're back because we did this about the same time last year. Yeah, right about. Talking about Cobra Kai Season 1, uh, which I, I know a lot of people have listened to because it's our most popular episode on the TV Arc feed. Uh, so hopefully this recaptures some of that magic. We'll see. But we're here to talk about Season 2. It, it just dropped a couple days ago. Crazy that, yeah, Less than a year, because I looked, and all the episodes of season one dropped May 4th mm-hmm. of last year, and they dropped on April 24th of this year. Hmm. I think yeah. genius move on their part, because you're a full 24 hours before anybody can even start trying to go see Endgame, which yeah. is the big thing this weekend. Um, and then, you know, what else are people going to do this weekend while they're waiting for their screenings to start, except... Watch, you know, one of the best new shows on television. The maybe, number maybe one show the last year. Best show on television. <clears throat> Anyways, and then I do. I you and I were talking about this off mic a bit, but as we're recording this, I was like, I hope this is not like secretly a, a make a wish situation for me because <laughs> I got Cobra Kai season two. I saw in game Friday morning. And the Battle of Winterfell happens tonight. Yeah. At nine o'clock. Okay? It's a good weekend. It's a good time to be a fan of, of all the stuff that we do here. So, okay. We watched it independently. We have not talked at all off mic other than a little bit of texting with literally, you know, no context whatsoever. Uh, but we've each seen it individually. I think you finished a little bit before me. Mm-hmm. I did intentionally try and savor this one a little bit more because season one i i binged in an afternoon i literally did not stop between episodes i just like i just 
you barreled through it. it. You went for it. And this one, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and change it up a bit. Because my instinct was like, oh, I'm just going to stay up the first night. You know, screw work. I'm just going to burn through it all. But I was like, no, let's let's see. Because you and I, I mean, we, we were like flawless. 10 out of 10. Like, absolutely in love with season one. So, part of me was like, take it easy and watch it in a little bit more of a controlled way and see if it still plays. Because there is the aspect of like, when you watch stuff in a binge like that, some of the like, you know, stuff that maybe doesn't work for you as much gets drowned out because you're just barreling through. Yeah. Or you don't have as much time to reflect on it. I took a couple pauses throughout this season and I think that was a good thing. Took two pauses. Yes. Uh, we'll stay again, kind of, kind of spoiler free up front, but then we're going to move forward, assuming that you have watched the entirety of it, because we're just going to do our normal random like run through. So uh, if you haven't watched it, stop listening. Well, now. no, I, I was saying we will still do okay. a spoiler All free right. take. All right, okay. that'll work. I cannot believe what they did with this season. I I texted you basically. How did they pull a magic trick off? twice yeah. because i i thought the you know the the bloom's got to be off the rose or however it goes with season two a little bit yeah like there's no way it can because you're, you're bringing all the baggage of like just getting to see everybody again and the way that they pulled in the references to the movies and everything was just like so perfect and satisfying i was like there's no way they can Give me that again. It's not supposed to be this it's good. Just, you're, you're not yes. supposed to make a second series and make it as good, if not and better, make than it the first. In in the time span, again, in less than a year in between, it's like it's not like they took a an extra gap of time off, and this does not have a rushed feel to it at all. And I'm going to tell you why that is. I texted you after that, and I said Martin Cove was on a podcast. Okay, one of the things that I thought was amazing that he said was when the guys who were creating the show met with him, they said, you know, we, we want to bring you in episode 10 and set you up for season two. And he says, why can't I come in on season, episode five? He goes, no, 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 we're, we're going to set you up for season two by coming in the 10th season. And when he met with them, apparently they had all this stuff about his backstory that he he says he only gave in like magazine television and radio interviews in the 80s when his character was going on so the nom stuff what he'd been doing for years all this kind of stuff these guys who created it they already had all that down and he was like holy shit these guys like they've done their homework they know about this character what i was wanting to do with it from back in the day you know which i mean that's how how hard do you have to dig to find that i mean i could you could probably look and find it's, it, but yeah. But it's one of those where it was stuff he just talked about in an I, interview. I don't know if we shouted them out when we recorded the first season. I don't think so. But it's John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, I believe, are the two main figures. And then I feel like there's a third. They're prior credits to Harold and Kumar series. Yeah. Like, that's that's it, pretty much. Um, And then one of the writers who worked on Isn't a that... good bit of this, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Um. So in the 80s vein, you know, it makes sense, but it's also on paper. It's just like the Harold and Kumar guys are the ones who delivered this. And then they are just so beyond 
like I consider us pretty hardcore fans that the show feels like tailor made for us, but they go so above and beyond what you can do with that as a conceit of just like what you have to pull from yeah. and how you can toy with the audience. And I, I talked to you about this early on, like it's like the Eastbound and Down guy making I am, Halloween. I am such an easy mark yeah. for this, where it's just like all they have to do is you know show me a picture of Miyagi and play a little music behind it and just have Daniel get emotional and I'm I'm bawling. Like yeah. that's my level of investment with this series. And it but it never feels cheap or unearned the way it's just again, season 2, I'm going to say as good if not better than season 1 because it's its own thing now. It still has the touches and the references to the earlier material, but it has now firmly moved into this is a new part of the the mythos and the continuity and the kids who were very well developed in the first season they get expanded on very well so much and like we get new kids we get changes in personality and like people go interesting places that you're not expecting and i will say that you and i we have got to table the final episode that's got to stay towards the end of this cast regardless of everything else we approach but holy shit so that's that that's it i i'm a 10 out of 10 on this one i'll tell you that from the get-go oh me too um i didn't think i would be i thought i it had to be a little bit of a come down and i don't know how they pulled it off but we're gonna try and figure that out right now between the two of us so from this point and it sounds like you're pretty hot on it too you liked it (laughs) well i mean you know we we sat here we weren't on mic, but we sat here and talked about how, like, you know, there was one review that was just like, uh, hits the beats of uh, part three, and just like, meh. And yes, you were like, the only, oh, game the, on for me, man. The only thing I looked three. at, yes, the only thing I looked at prior, because I was like, I'm not letting anybody, like, color my expectations. I happened to scroll past, like, the earliest review that was live, and it was like two and a half, I don't even know what outlet it was, and it was two and a half stars out of five. And they said, you know, they wanted more of part two, and unfortunately, it fell into too many of the the beats of part three. And I, I was like, "That's that's one of those reviews that you read, and you're like, that's a okay, that's yeah. a negative for you, that's a positive for me. So what what is there going to be for me to complain about? You know that part three was supposed to be all crease, right? It was the part, original movie. Part three was supposed to be all crease, but, um. Martin Cove got a series and his agent was like, I'll get you out of the series. You can do this. And it was a Disney series for CBS. And they were like, look, we, we love you. We know you're a great actor, but this you're going to, you're like the flagship guy for the show. We can let you out weekends to do it, but we can't just like nix the series or push it back. We've right. got an air date. So that is how the Terry silver character becomes more prominent. And, but Terry silver is still always a factor in well, that screenplay. From what I understand, Terry silver was just going to be like, the guy funding it because he was out hard on his luck. He had no money. It wasn't, hey, you go down and take a vacation. I'll take care of this. It was, I'm putting you back on top, man. Okay. I don't know. So I don't know how that would play into Daniel joining Cobra Kai and all this and the Mike Barnes of it all. I don't know how that would, would play, but originally he was supposed to be in it and he couldn't because of contractual stuff. And that's why he's there for good beats of it, but... I can. I almost wonder what a, a full-on third John Kreese is back. This I is still, the real bad guy yeah. that they have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
we can talk more about part three at some point in this cast, which I'm sure we will. We haven't but, come back and done all of them yet. We need to do that, man. Yeah, no, we this should, should that, really like, be the kickoff for it, but we've got a lot of other stuff yeah. we're doing this summer. Um, that is a project we want to do at yeah, some it point. It is a real cruel summer. And, you know, in the in no, the buildup, okay. we could potentially do a thing where we go back through and, like, either watch them in the room together and just do commentary over the top of episodes, Patreon. or we literally go episode by episode and try and go super in-depth. But I like our just raw, again, this is the benefit of, like, we don't talk the whole time that no. we're watching it. We're just, just, like, I vaguely ask where you're at so I don't spoil anything mm. by, like, freaking out about letting you know where I'm at. Anyways, okay. Where do you even want to start? Mm. Picks up right where season one left off. Yeah. We see the same scene play out again. Yep. I loved it, dude. I was like, okay, I'm I'm back in. Martin Cove from the get-go. Crushing it. And it is so, like, crease but not crease. Like, yeah. it is a new, truly a new version of the character. And the kind of gradual reveal. Let's just, yeah, we can go all, let's just talk crease for a bit. So he comes in, we had the tease from the last season, you and I speculated, like, okay, he's going to come back in, is it going to be a hostile takeover of Cobra Kai, or is it going to be oh, the war for Johnny's soul? We get a little bit of that. Yeah. And I think, you, you and I did talk, because we had, you came down uh, to record our uh, first episode, 9 for 99, shout out to that, so we're on the Movie Arc feed, where we talk about 10 things I hate about you, and you and I had each watched the first yeah, of exactly. season that two was the at that point. I took. And I said to you, I was like, I, you know, I don't know about Johnny letting crease in this early. Like it feels like a really dumb move. Like it, was it too easy to get the two of them back together? Essentially. Well, yeah, Cause we said like but, the whole trophy thing at the end is clearly a, like I'm back in. Yes. And it's like transparently manipulative to us, but we can also, for me, what solidified it was, I think episode two, you literally have Johnny, voicing the idea of I wanted to give him a second chance because like literally season one was all about him getting a second chance and like look where he's gotten back to and the idea that there can possibly some sort of redemption or reconciliation between him and Kreese is what drives a lot of what he does this season and um let's just stay on Kreese because I, I could do like I could do like a three-hour pod just on Zapka in this season alone yeah Emmy. I'm not even joking, no, no, people. Like, Emmy nomination at the very least. People need to pay attention to what he is doing on this show. It is fantastic work. I think really everybody is, but he is truly, he steals the show once again. And in a season where it's like, I figured Crease is going to come in and this is going to be like the performance of the season. Mm -hmm. But I still came out thinking, Zabka, like, what a showcase. I'm so glad that this exists for him. And then my boy Machio had just crushing it as well. Had some absolutely amazing scenes. So your three principles, your three old school legacy main characters, I thought were treated amazingly well. Perfect. And we got so many interesting shades and back and forth. And we had our classic misunderstandings and the growing tension of like, Oh, if they would just get together. And we have and a scene where they do get together. In episode nine, the same way it happens in the first season. 
and yeah, dude, that that was a highlight for sure. Getting the uh, my the girls favorite, together. My favorite, just my favorite line in that entire episode is like, I don't know, the last time I went so many rounds with Larusso, I got kicked in the face. Like the fact that he can say that and it's a joke, yes. and they're all having a good. You you have to know right there, like, okay, man, he is kind of over high school a little bit. He can let it go a little bit. Whereas Machio, I get it, he was bullied, but I sent you that video where that guy basically breaks it down, where like. It's totally all Daniel, dude. Like, he comes out of nowhere. Like, when you first meet Johnny, he's like, hey, man, I got one year to turn all around. I'm going to fly right, get my grades up, going to be good. Tries to go talk to his girlfriend, and boom, this little asshole from New Jersey shows up. And it's all, both of them are right in their assumptions that the other was a bully to them in high school. Again, because it's all about perspective. Exactly. And that's what I love, because you can see both sides of it. Exactly. And what I think is great, again, is they... They put me personally through the ringer with Daniel. Yeah. With a lot of his behavior this season. And we'll get to, like I said, the finale. Let's go back to Crease for a bit. So he comes in. I think it's episode one in the diner. You get the great fucking speech about the snake. Yeah. Snake doesn't sleep during the winter. It literally crawls into a hole and lies in wait, waiting for its moment. Great Martin Cove. I'm totally on board. He, he very slowly weasels his way back in. Yeah. And there's a kind of a constant back and forth of like, when is Johnny going to get hip to this? You know, but he's got some other distractions that start developing. Mm-hmm. Mainly, fucking LaRusso is has basically taken in my, like, he took my son. Yeah. He took my son. <laughs> he's basically raising him. Uh, Robbie, Robbie's mom, uh, Bales to Cabo? Yeah. Yeah. Very early in this in this season. Leaving it open that he, he needs a place to stay and he's still got all of this tension with his dad, Johnny. So of course he's not gonna go try and stay there. He goes to the LaRussos. Uh which I mean you've listen, you spend a whole monologue of, of them or monologue, a whole montage of them putting together back that house, making Miyagi's house great again. Let the kid live there. Don't let him live with your teenage daughter. Yes. You're just asking for it to happen, man. Yeah. You're just asking for them to like be just the raw tension to be there, you and, know? Well, and yes, this begins the seeds of the love square? Square? Nah. <laughs> it's, it's, and it can it's only not be even, a square if the other chick had something for Robbie, though. Truly, but it's not even quite a triangle by the end of it. It's, no. again, just the kind of like perfect series of coincidences and misunderstandings and again perspectives and i don't know how you feel about tori one of our new high school characters i can dig it early on early on i was down with it yeah i was like she's a cool new character somebody from miguel interesting we're obviously gonna see a little tension by the end of it, I hate this girl, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Yeah. She's a great villain, dude. She is like, she's like female Mike Barnes. She's intense. Mm-hmm. And you, you buy it. Like. You never had, because you never had a female villain because, I mean, let's face it, even in the next Karate Kid, Hillary Swain's getting beaten up by Michael Ironside. That, like, it's yeah. not, there's no Inter- female. Interesting bit there that, yeah, she's literally taking on, you know, the, yeah. basically the most insane ROTC group. In Pretty the much. history of movies. I don't even know. What the hell oh. is their name again? So we're going to have to do these movies, man, because I need to watch that again. That is a way that without directly referencing the next Karate Kid, which they, of course, have established, it is canon. The only one that is not canon for this show is fucking the Jaden Smith one. 
still a little weird seeing Will. Kung Fu Kid? <laughs> yeah. Still a little weird seeing Will Smith's name on every single episode of this show. Hey, if it gets it made, it gets producer. it made. Hey, That's what I was going to say. If it gets it made, it gets it made. But it's just, I think he has a permanent stake in karate. Like, he owns a piece so of Karate did, Kid. Yeah, probably. So... Hey, he just keeps signing but, that paychecks. We keep getting yes, seasons. That's all I care about. Making Sam a bigger character this year yeah. leads it in a path where it can reflect some of that stuff without directly referencing it. Now, I still am holding out hope that we do see Hillary Swank at some point because she, you know, me. Daniel struggles throughout this entire season with how he's he's trying to be Miyagi, even though he's told very early on, like, don't, you don't have to be Miyagi, just be yourself, you know, take, what he, Mr. take what he taught you, but like, you know, you got to update it, you got to make it your own, take the spirit of it, which is really a reflection of the show, it's like, we can't, we can't just continue to make a thing that is like, lovingly reverential for like all the stuff that came before it and that's it and it's just a nostalgia trip the it's whole gotta time. be its own thing. it's got to move forward and i think this season manages to do that in incredible ways but going back to the, the swank thing for a second i could see a, a season three where or a season four even where he's still struggling with a lot of this like you know i moved on at a certain point in my life I didn't have these later years with him. And then Hillary Swank comes in and is like, hey, this is what he taught me at this point. And, you know, she was a high schooler at the time as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, here's what I took from him. Here's what he meant to me. And then, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, hey, they got to go to Okinawa. They got to go to Okinawa. Like, what are they going to do budgetarily? Maybe they can't swing that, blah, blah, blah. Do you really think Academy Award winner Hillary Swank is going to come on the show, though? I mean, honestly, you think she would? I, this is not to throw any shade. I don't think Hillary Swank is really at the point in her career that she was a decade ago. Yeah. Yes, she is a two-time Academy Award winner. Deservedly so. She's made some, some very odd choices post. Um, and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't work all the time. So I think I think they give her a sweet pot deal where it's like you come in and you shoot a day. And it ends up being a scene or an episode centered around her. Or them going to visit, or her coming to town, but where? Again, we're struggling to remember next Karate Kid. Where is the like the temple with the monks and everything they go to? That's still in the states, isn't it? Yeah, they don't go, they don't leave the country. It's, it's just like upstate California. I don't even are know they it, in California? I think they are. Yeah, we Be- got to rewatch that one. But that his, was my thought. It's a is war buddy of his, right? To kind of reconnect with. You know, the Miyagi-ness, she takes Daniel-san and the class there, maybe, or whatever. And, like... Oh, that would be dope. Even if you didn't have any of those actors still around, like, those those guys were highlights of the next Karate Kid. Them coming, like, outside of the, the monastery and, like, into the, the real world, if you will. I remember that being very comical. Oh, no, dude, they're in Massachusetts, because he travels to the They're in Massachusetts. Coast. Well, there you go, right there. Yeah, he's back in Jersey, visiting his mom or something. And, uh... Hillary Swank is there for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see her in the show. There's there's some other people I want to see in the show that I thought maybe we were going to get this season, and they tease us with it quite a lot. Yep. And I kept, I was, as I'm watching the finale, which again, I'm holding off on talking a lot about, but there was that aspect of like, oh, it's keeping going for a sec. You know, there's this extra little beat. What, maybe, are we going to get it? Are we going to get it? And no, we don't get it. Yeah. It's okay. But what I did um, love, I did love is midway through. And I, and I just realized that I don't even know if you and I are talking about the same character because it could be two people that we're talking about right now. Who you think I'm talking about? I think you're talking about 
TS. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, I mean, you could say the same for uh, old A. Uh, she's got a hyphen now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she's ready to act again. That's a Hamlet 2 joke. That's a Hamlet 2 <laughs> joke because she's like, hey, it's Elizabeth shoe. I'm, I'm ready to act again. She, I think, is totally, I almost feel like this whole season is just a, Elizabeth, okay, we know you might have been like, we said something about season one. You're like, I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know. But you saw how good that turned out. If you weren't on board, <laughs> we we just delivered this to you and we made you the button of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Please come on our show. Yeah. Please be a part of it. Um, I think she'll be down. I think that we will see her in season three. We have to. We absolutely You know what I would to. love is season three? Like, well, no, say, okay, stop. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do that Season three end. speculation after we've gotten through it. Okay. okay. But let's what just, I do let's, like, let's run the characters at the, in the midpoint, when John, this is the midpoint where Crease, this is where Crease makes his move. But the midpoint, Johnny gets a phone call, Johnny's got to go. And that is probably my favorite episode next to the finale. All of the okay. Cobra Kai brothers the, getting the, back together. I, let's step back. Before that, for a second, the one-two punch of five and six, I think, is the highlight of the of this season and possibly the series uh before we get to the finale five the tension has escalated between the two dojos daniel uh has revived miyagi do he's got two students he's got robbie and he's got sam he's got his daughter the wife from the get-go is like hey you know balance you gotta keep it balanced it's all about balance the whole the whole season's about balance the whole the whole franchise in a lot of ways okay so he revives it the the big like gut punch to cobra kai is he's offering free, free classes. classes okay the scene in which johnny discovers this johnny and the internet what my oh, that's God. my favorite beat of this entire series is that he, he essentially is still, is still a man right not there. out of time but like he is a man stuck just like Crease, because Crease does give that whole the this generation soft, they need to be taught a lesson, all this and that. But he, him, like when he makes the infomercial, yeah, all right, put some of those hash brown things on it, and send it to the yeah, internet, send like, it to the. That's my favorite, man. I was, him I was not knowing dying laughing, and, and then everything. yes, getting his his Dell laptop. I haven't seen a Dell laptop oh in ages. Um, taking it to the pod shop, and then basically like making this guy his his geek squad or his tech squad. <laughs> Um, and then the first thing, once he gets into it, hot babes. And then I love Iron Eagle. (laughs) Iron Eagle (laughs) 2? What? Just, oh, that was, that was a pure joy, dude. Him and the dating. His dream sequence. Oh, yes. With Carmen, Miguel's mom, who, that's one of my favorite and most heartbreaking things of this entire season. (laughs) Is all the stuff that happens with them. But yeah, his dream sequence that morning of like them hooking up and it's essentially like it's a white snake video yeah and, oh god dude i loved it it's so it's, just, it's so this it has no business being this good and this perfect for you and it, the, at the, all the, much again, less a second season the, the tone man the balance of tone that we can go from like it feels so modern and like we're making you know daniel and dimitri are making game of thrones jokes and stuff oh, with yeah. each other and you're like is this a little too cutesy but it works for me and then you turn right around and like there's a cool little action beat or whatever and then like by the end of the episode you're in tears about something else and it's like how can the show like 
be funny, be engaging, be like nostalgic and referential, but like not go too over the line into cheese until it's like, it's just the right amount. And that's why I'm the timing as well. These episodes are usually like 25 on the high end. We get like a 33 minute or I think. And it's just, it's this controlled thing where by the time you get to the end of the season, you see the plotting on this show is genius, dude. It is, it is brilliant. The way that things tie back into each other and events that are very surprising in the moment you see when you think about it for a second could not have played out any other way. Like they make the most dramatic and narrative sense to move these puzzle pieces the way they have and little tiny, tiny moments Mm -hmm. that feel like throwaway scenes early on come back to like, holy shit, they set that up. They did not cheat this moment. Like everything gets a payoff, man. It's great. Episode five, they trash Miyagi-Do. The the lesser elements of Cobra Kai, led by Hawk, formerly Eli, who, ha- who is essentially a completely different kid at this point. And he's the Mike Barnes of this show. Yeah. You and I talked end of last season and we very much were like, oh shit, is this, you know, they kind of flipped it. Robbie became, you know, the Daniel and Miguel became the Johnny, even though Miguel was your Daniel surrogate being taught by Johnny. He, he stayed true to like who we know him to be. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome because I really was like, okay, are you just are we gonna engineer some sort of falling out between him and Johnny, and then him and Hawk are gonna like go the crease path, and they don't do that. Yeah, that's the best part. Miguel stays true to what Johnny has taught him, and like learns the lesson that he teaches from the opening, which is one of my favorite things from the jump. Is they're like, all right, yeah, you guys won, you didn't do it honorably. Did you take these cheap shots? Is that how I taught you to be? You know, yeah. did I go overboard? I taught you to be badass, not like, you know, yeah. unhonorable. You yeah. can still do the. And that's the thing. He's right. You can still win and be a badass. Cries about being bad, all that. You can do that and still have honor and everything like that. Like, exactly. Cheap, no cheap shots, no. And, and that right there sets the tension between Johnny's Cobra Kai increases cobra kai yeah him trying to transform this thing this thing that he has revived and make it a better experience than what he got out of it and he feels like he's maybe gotten a little lost along the way in season one of like did i push them too far etc etc um and he's trying to find his own balance of like what it what is his form of karate and much in the same way that daniel is and the amount of like again I watched season one in a binge. I'm sure they did a lot of this, but the amount of cross-cutting and parallel storytelling throughout this season, and I believe like the taglines early on when they like teased all of this was like, you know, two jo- two dojos, one fight, and it very is much, yeah. very much so is equal time between these two dojos in yeah. given episodes where it's like we're just we're cross-cutting the difference in approach and opinion and like all everything. They trash Miyagi Do. I go from being like, oh, Hawk, great foil. You know, I enjoyed him the first season to like, I fucking hate this kid. Yeah. I, I do not stand for this. The biggest thing being it's that they take. The mall. It is payback for the mall fight. Yeah. Dimitri just like snakes away from him, but they catch him in the open. 
and then Robbie and Sam jump in to defend him. They use their whole like circle technique they've been working on. Yeah, um, which is crazy because there's so many things that he's like, "This is going to teach you this." I'm like, "I don't remember you learning this, Daniel Son." But okay, this had to be something you learned after the events of three. Well, no, after you I learned think, how to sweep. I think yeah, no, that's part of him. You know where he's taken it and being told very early on by his wife, like, "Hey, you know, just be you. You gotta like." And he struggles throughout the season with Dimitri, who. I think as a character, they do some great, not, not rehab, but some great transformative stuff on. Oh, yeah. Where I still think he's a little grating and neurotic, but, like, they own it. And oh, yeah, they like, tell him. The show calls neurotic. it out, and they stick to it. That's the other thing I love about it is, like, he still fundamentally is who he's always been, but yeah. he is growing a bit mm-hmm. in his karate. And, yeah, Especially the kind the of, like, scene. okay, I'm going to go buy the book and teach you, you know, my stuff. I thought the freezer scene was one of the highlights of, of training in general, of, like, really being able to visualize what they're getting out of. And it's literally just slow-mo, but the idea of, like, in here you can read these micro, you know, muscle mm-hmm. movements and everything, and you can you can read a punch before it's about to be thrown yeah. sort of thing. I think the way they visualize that in that sequence is pretty great. And yeah, Dimitri getting the like the one great block and then immediately getting like kicked, kicked in the, the chest yes. is so great. Um, yeah. So they trash Miyagi-Do, Hawk, and some of the, the lesser elements. They take the Medal of Honor, and I'm, I'm worked up. I'm very, very upset. We roll into episode six, and Johnny's not happy about this. We know that we know that Crease was responsible that he sent Hawk, and they're doing this whole faux like I'm gonna I'm gonna break these kids. I'm gonna make somebody confess, and Johnny gets called away, and we get into I think the the most honestly that this season really indulges in a lot of what season one did of like intercutting stuff from the earlier movies mm-hmm. and everything giving us a payoff of like hey here's a character that like did you even think we'd we'd address any of this and yeah. like we're giving it this much attention and depth and everything but yes johnny reunites with the original cobra kai's played by the original actors and bobby tommy and bobby tommy and <laughs> I know Dutch is in prison but bobby. Dutch yes Dutch they write off as being in prison <laughs> which is great you got Tommy, played by Rob Garrison. Okay. You have Jimmy. It's the one we forgot. Yeah. Played by Tony O'Dell. And Bobby Brown, played by Ron Thomas. Okay. So he re- reunites with the original Bobby's Cobra Kai. the one bec- that sweeps the lick, right? Yes. And then that he you apolo- can see has immediately a, apologizes. Yeah. So sorry, Daniel. Daniel, I'm so sorry. sorry I didn't mean yeah. Oh man! Because those were the those were the Love three Bobby. that were out there that watched what happened with Crease. Yes, because du- I don't think Dutch was at that point. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. he was there. I don't even remember who Dutch is supposed to be. Yeah, like uh, I have a, a image of him in my head, but I'm not, but like not really. Um, okay. Yeah, that we, th- this is we probably find my out beat. that the reason that he is meeting with Bobby is because Tommy is dying of cancer. So they decide to. Bail him out of the hospital in a very a very 80s movie-esque trope of, like, we're going to give him one last great night, blah, blah, blah. They do it. We see them riding out on their hogs, and we're yep. cutting in the dirt bikes and everything. Music's jamming. They go to a bar. They're counting like, stuff. It's, it's, it's great. 
Okay. He tells him he reopens a karate dojo. And they and I don't know what, like, quite to, what, what to make of it. I love that Bobby is a, a pastor now, yeah. I believe, which is like, yeah, because you saw that like he was one of the the good-hearted ones, mm-hmm. one of the ones that actually had a soul. Uh, so, yeah. Is, we, is we it we in a, five that we get the beat of, or is it four, where Daniel hops down at the pier to protect him just like... Uh, is it four? Because that's it's, it's either four or five. But yeah, yeah. they're at the they're at the country club. But he club, has his own Miyagi and you're thinking beach he... fight. And uh, good good thing to bring up. Uh, again, this goes with like some of the great plotting. They have the moment where Tori has a conflict, or Sam has a conflict with Tori because it's like, oh, you stole that vodka, and you're kind of stealing my friend, and like you know this whole separation between like all the cobra kai people used to be my friends and then yes her mom says hey my purse is missing so she wrongfully again misunderstanding misjudgment etc etc rushing to conclusions something her father is pretty terrible about doing i love the echo yeah of like they're both kind of hotheads and they don't think things through and you know you would think of johnny as the the hothead but he's really not it's really daniel who flies off the handle consistently half cocked with like very little information yeah, you fly off the handle and wait for somebody second. to hit you like i would think that <laughs> yeah. somebody who's like flying off the handle is like i'll throw the first punch because that's how i do things but your yeah. karate is all about defense to okay. you and yeah, so you're getting amped up pretty you, quickly you see this look on on robbie's face and for half a second like when you see him wander off i'm like really like is there you know are they going this route where like he's doing some some screwed up stuff still but they go down and they reintroduce the bullies from the the first the bad yeah. kids the Plus ones who one wanted dude, him to yeah. to rob Larusso yeah and I was like okay great that they're back he gets overwhelmed he gets conked over the head by the third guy new guy and Daniel jumps down to, to save him we get a beach fight we get a beach fight it's pretty awesome yes but I wanted to set that that moment up with Robbie because again a moment where I doubted him unnecessarily. And he did the right thing, mm-hmm. okay? Because later in the season, I kind of, I kind of hate Robbie now. To be, to be, to telegraph it a yeah, little bit, yeah. I'm a little pissed off. I'm a little upset with how all of this goes down. Okay, so he goes out with the boys. We're back to episode six. They go to a bar to get into a bar fight because they got him, and they, uh, they go out in the woods. They go camping. They're at Big Bear. Is that where they're at? Yeah, I think that's where they're at. Yes. Um. And you get some some more nice interplay, and then they go to sleep, and they uh, they wake up the next morning, and uh, Tom, Tommy's dead. He's in the process of dying. Like they're yeah. well, they're reviving him, and the the music that plays that beat, trying to wake him up, all that intercut we, with. Yeah. I don't know what else is intercut by. I, it's so overwhelmed by that that I honestly I kind of forgot. I can't remember what else um, they're, they're they're doing with it. I feel like maybe it's your cross guy between like Crease training, training the, the, the yeah yeah the dark squad if you will and then um I, I honestly don't remember what's going on with Daniel because everything is trumped by they put Tommy in a fucking body bag man yeah they put him in a body bag I was I was, was crying I, with both yeah the genius level of just like what a send off to that character who like. Did you ever, a body did you ever yeah. think we'd see Tommy in this show to begin with? Like, it's just not something that occurs to you. And then to make you care about him in the course of, you know, just a few scenes. And then give him the send-off. Fucking put a 
dude, it was all a bunch of things just tied together. And I was just like, dude, what this show and five killed me because again, it was the destruction of Miyagi-Do and like, I have it just, if you show me Pat Morita or something being done to his legacy, it gets, it just hits me on a visceral level. I dude. do. I do want to say that the, one of the funnier beats was, Oh man, you got a lot of hits on YouTube. Yeah, they're calling me Daniel La Racist. <laughs> Cultural oh, yeah. appropriation. He's like, that was Mr. Miyagi's favorite song. I love Oh my god. Again, pitch perfect because you know that's a conversation that somebody has leveled against this show, oh, this yeah. franchise, this series that is the modern read on it if you want to be very PC. Yeah. And it is a loving nod to hey, we're not trying to hurt anybody here. Like, this is not mean-spirited. Yeah. We don't think of this as, like, doing a de- detriment to, you know, Asian culture writ large. But, yeah, just... It's his favorite song. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's... Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, the beat of putting Tommy in a body bag with how fervent he was about Johnny going to be doing that to Daniel in the original just makes me... Just, what was that pitch meaning like? Hey, man... We want you to come back in, and we want you to do this bit, and at the end of it, sorry to tell you, we're going to put you in a body bag. I guarantee you. He was just I like. I guarantee you he was like. Fuck yes, I'm on board. 110%. This makes all the sense in the world yeah, to me. that would be. Uh, I hope this is my final role. Are you <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to act again. <laughs> Talk about coming full circle. Just beautiful stuff, man, that we didn't know we needed or were going to no. get. Like, it's like a. It's like an early Christmas present or something. I don't even or like a like a it's a it's a late Easter gift. That's did, what it is. Again, dude, it just it feels like they just made it for us. Yeah. Like I love like nobody that, else I love knows that there's about millions it, of people that enjoy it and it is a huge hit and they're gonna get to make more of it. But it honestly just feels like they just they're like, This is just for you guys. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they, they just snuck into our you. brains and we're like, You guys would like this, right? Yeah, well, yeah you but, guys would get But this. again, they did it in such a way where like they still subvert and do interesting things where I'm like Okay, I think I know where this is going. Oh, they're nope, just going to pivot wrong. just a okay. little bit. All right. So good. Okay. Where You want to talk about uh, Glory of Love? Sure. One of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Kids at the roller rink on oh, 80s God. night. Uh, you he know, takes the Cobra Miguel Kai Miguel the classic jacket. Uh, I couldn't really tell what Tori was. She was or she, No, she's dressed as Madonna when she's yeah. working, right? Never mind. That's right. Because I'm picturing her in her, like, final fight outfit, which I was like, okay. Um, and then you've got Robbie as... Dan Johnson. As Spader from Pretty in Pink. <laughs> Not even Andrew McCarthy or Ducky, but Spader um, because of his hair, apparently. But people keep and thinking then, he's Don And Johnson. then Sam as, as Molly Ringwald. Yes, Dan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's my... Yeah, I love that. Great Somebody stuff. Somebody who's Dan Johnson? I don't know. <laughs> so... This is uh, also the same evening that Daniel, who has, in his effort to revive Miyagi-Do, and he, he's lost balance. He took his eye off the ball. We've seen it coming all season, but his wife is not happy. Things have been going rough at the dealership. Uh, Anoush just quit. And he's done some like piecemeal things earlier in the season where it's like, okay, I'm going to hang out with you for like a couple hours, and we're going to sell 10 cars in one day. And like, okay, this is going to satiate it for yeah. a minute. Now I can get back to my karate. But it reaches a point where it's like, hey, the business is a legit concern, like, and also just like, I haven't seen you, like, you're clearly not paying attention to like any of this, you're just focused on the kids. So he's got to take a beat and like, all right, I'm going to 
I'm going to fix things for a minute. And the person who helps him get out of the doghouse is his mom, mm-hmm. which I loved her the first season. This season really killed me, man. Her talking about, like, you know, your dad and Coney Island. and mm-hmm. like Great. They only give she only gets like two two brief little scenes this season, but crushing it. And again, the fact that they just even bother to have her be an element in the show is just especially when they got rid of his son like quit very quickly. Well, that and that's a convenient. I wonder. Like, I wondered just, how many people were like, ah, we don't really like that beat, like him, his son not being related. Well, if they were I like, thought it was a great joke for the first season of just like, I have these two kids. Sam, I tried to get into karate early on, but, like, she's a girl, whatever. Anthony is just, like, the complete polar opposite of everything I was as a kid. Um, and he's hopeless, essentially. And then the gradual realization that, like, oh, Sam's going to be the... Yeah. He, you know, she's your protege. You're not, It's not going to be your son. But, may, uh, you know, if this thing sticks around to, like, a season five, I'm going to say Anthony comes up as, like, the, you know, he's going to lead the second wave. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, that'll be the ultimate betrayal if his son joins Cobra Kai. Oh my God! Just sons but d- but crossing it, over, back but just and forth doesn't tell and like him. surrogate sons and fathers. Yes, just warring with each other constantly. Okay, so this evening he uh, recreates the night of their like grand opening yeah. together and everything. And here's here's where again it goes beyond fan service and like the touches and everything. The episode. Is called Glory of Love, but they don't play Glory of Love in the moment. Mm-mm. They they use a different Satara song. Um, you're the inspiration, right? Is that what they Chicago. go? Chicago. But yeah, Satara solo is Glory of Love off of the soundtrack mm-hmm. without Sam Chicago. That's the I w- I'm a man who will fight for your honor. I am a man who will fight for your honor. I'll be the hero. You've been dreaming of Good job. Love you forever. <laughs> Moving together. What's the and one we with... did it all for the glory of love? Kill crush it. Okay, I'm just saying. In the episode um, right there. No, because we got so much more to talk about. Um but yeah, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, oh dude, episode's called Glory of Love, and then they don't even they don't even take the easy route of just like, yeah, we're gonna hit you with the soundtrack choice. No, they do, they don't do it. We're gonna play Chicago. The, the, the show must go on at the end of episode six. Yes. You heard at the beginning of this episode because I was like, well, that's a great intro because we haven't recorded a Cobra Kai podcast in over a year. Yeah, no. This is also a a TV arc proper episode because we don't have a, a Cobra Kai sub series. So technically, this is the first TV arc episode in like probably o- well over a year, I think. Um, yeah, most of them have been yeah, like many shows series about shows for sure. Okay, what else do you, I guess we need to talk about the penultimate episode a little bit? We have the party. That's the party, right? Nine is the party, isn't it? The pen. That's the penultimate to the finale. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. They, the kids go to a party at, uh, this is Hawk's ex. former ex's, yeah, who was also friends with Sam. She's kind of the earthy, hippiest chick. Everybody's there, uh, Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do. And it, uh, it doesn't really escalate initially, but we do have this act, this party fight, if you will, of this balanced drinking game between Tori and Sam. 
and you can see it escalate from the get-go and you're just like sam don't fall into this trap like we understand you're upset there's the whole tension of like she at by this point in the season tori is with miguel and seeming like a little bit of a dark influence. And she's a bully. She's she's covered Sam in food and tripped her a couple times and stuff like that. Yes, not ne- not entirely unprovoked, but she's bordering on it. I'm not liking her that much at this point. But you're seeing Sam fall into it. And of course, she's there with Robbie, who they've had burgeoning romance. And uh, yeah, think things escalate with them, but really the to kind of kick off on the inside is you think Dimitri and Hawk are maybe going to have a little moment, but Dimitri, or excuse me, but Hawk will just not let go of his new macho persona. At, his, at all. Not yeah. even one bit. He he does break for a second and ask a Doctor Who question like, oh, hope you entice me. But ultimately he's like, no, fuck this kid. Pours a beer out on, over top of his head and you're just like, oh, great. Okay, here we go. Doesn't go, doesn't escalate there. Dimitri ends up doing basically a stand-up comedy routine where he roasts Hawk like in front, in of, front everyone. of everyone, and just as you think it's about to pop off, cops come. Things go into chaos. Sam has drunkenly made out with Miguel at this point, which he stops immediately because he's again he's a good dude. He shows himself throughout. This yeah. season. And he's also kind of to I be think, the kid, Dory. to be the kid we expected him to be to be yes. the kid, the promise that we saw in the first season, which is why it is so goddamn upsetting. Okay, so Tori sees this, we're like, uh oh, this is going to be an issue, but the tension gets broken because cops happen. And to me, she disappears into the night like the villain of two running away in the storm. That's all the only oh, beat I had was yeah. like we haven't seen her. She's gone. She won't answer her phones. Like yeah, she dipped out we're just like sorry. what is it? What is that what is Sato's henchman? Like Sato's young I don't know remember his name. Like his character name. No, I, I got you though. But um, like that's what I thought of when they were like, oh, we haven't seen her. I was like, oh she just she's gonna come back out of nowhere like Oh, dude, riding her, down on like, her a line re- pole. Well, like, her just... reintroduction is kind of the modern equivalent of that in a lot of ways. Yeah. We'll get to it in a second. Okay. So while we have the, the tension between the kids, which has been building throughout the season between all the love triangles and just the Cobra Kai Miyagi-Do rivalry that has been stoked by Kreese, but also stoked by Daniel a bit and, and echoed by Johnny. Uh, Johnny is out on a date with Carmen, something he's been building to... Chosin, I guess is his name, in the second one. Yes. Yeah, Chos... Chosin. Yes. Um, yeah. Season three. Bring him in. Uh, that was going to be my pitch, in. dude. Bring him in. Don't even talk about it. That's my pitch for the we'll third get there. one. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. there. <laughs> we just keep, just keep pushing everything to the end of the cast, which is currently at almost an hour right now. Yeah. Johnny and Carmen... Are out on their first date. Great scene, couple episodes or the episode prior where Johnny has he's doing the tender thing. He goes out, series of horrible dates, but then he meets basically the female Johnny, and you're like, "Oh, dude, this is great." Okay, we we know that Carmen has a boyfriend at this point, and maybe this is like a a different route, a less obvious route that we we could take. And then in this scene. We see said boyfriend of Carmen's being a total douche. This is tropey as hell. I don't care. It's a perfect setup. Uh, 
Johnny very chivalrously beats the crap out of him in the alley, um, and and bails on the promise of essentially like that this lady might be your soulmate, or maybe you don't want somebody that's that close to your own personality. Maybe she's not going to challenge you enough. I don't know. Maybe she's going to leave you just like you would probably leave this chick. Possibly. Um, he shows up at Carmen's place and asks her out. Okay, so we have the. That's a great stinger. That's one of the few like. This is our cliffhanger for this one. Is like Johnny finally asked her out. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. So they're on their first date. They're at a Mexican place. Who do they end up sitting next to? The Larusos. Yep. Who are also out on a date. Great stuff across the board. The uh, I I was about to say the wives, but it's not the wives yet because I, I don't know if Johnny and Carmen are ever going to get together. No. Ugh. Um. But the, the ladies bridge the gap between them, and they, they are like, hey, we're going to go to the bathroom, forcing them into a conversation with each other. And once again, we get what was my highlight of season one, which was episode nine, where they just like, hey, guys, let's just go get a beer together and have a chat. Just talk about old times, maybe talk some of this shit out. And they leave in a good place, and I love... Uh, Johnny's like, you know, I, I don't ever see us doing this on a regular basis. I don't think we're going to be, you know a foursome constantly going out and doing stuff together. But this was nice. Yeah. And, you know, you're always going to be you. I'm always going to be me. We are fundamentally different people. We have different approaches, but we are at least, we can acknowledge that the other one is not, you know, not all bad. Yeah. Well, that's all about to go out the window because Robbie takes drunken Sam, not home because Mr. LaRusso cannot see her like this. Takes her to, uh, to Johnny's, which which in a you know perfect cut of like who's knocking on that door? Because I was like, it's one of like five people right yeah. now. I was like, it's obviously not Carmen coming back over because that would just be too perfect. Yeah, that's not how this is going to end. I did in my head. I was like, this is possibly Robbie and or Sam, very possible. I was like, maybe this is Crease out of nowhere injecting himself back into the story. Yeah, after he's been ixnayed at this point. Um, and then in my, in my heart of hearts, I was hoping that just randomly it, it's Terry Silver. <laughs> Cause maybe, maybe Miguel's father, who's a very bad man and hasn't been around in forever. Oh my God. You is Terry Silver. A... Oh my God. <laughs> but maybe not. So it, it is in fact, Robbie and Sam, they stay there. So next morning, uh, Daniel shows up because he does the find my iPhone, finds out where she is. He, he knows she was drunk the previous night and he's pissed at Robbie too. What is like, she I doing in her Yeah. Pulls up, sees the Cobra Kai mobile. Great touch uh, from early in the season. And knows it's Johnny's place. And then he loses that balance, man. He becomes very, very on Miyagi. Very on Daniel. He kicks that he, excuse door me. In. Very Daniel. Very on Miyagi right here. Yeah. Johnny tells him, "Dude, you can come. She is in here. You need to calm down and take a breath. You're you're hopped up right now. You know, just she's here. Take a sec. Take a sec. And Daniel does not like being told to calm down. He kicks that door down. He strikes first. I don't like this shit. Mm-mm. Last time you did that was hitting that dude." In the dance club, we almost Which broke we'll his nose. we'll get to in a second. We'll get to in yeah. a second. I don't like that, Daniel. It's not good, Daniel. Okay? They get into a knockdown drag out. 
or what's a has the, it's, it's gonna be a knockdown drag out if it doesn't get interrupted. And uh, Daniel's pissed at at Robbie and kind of disowns that. Says it was a big mistake. You know, you stay with your family. I I got to deal with mine right now. Kind of thing. Like this was a bad decision. So he's he's pissed at Sam. But we uh, in my head at this point, I'm like, well, maybe maybe something good is going to come out out of this in terms of the Robbie Johnny relationship. Mm-hmm. And it Drop, kind of does. He drops him off at school the next morning. Well, this I is love the, it because he was like, "I got thing, you a backpack, though. I got you some books." And yeah, I got you. So I got you some paper and some pencils. You know, a traffic keeper. Traffic keeper. I used to have one with a fighter jet on the front. It's awesome. What, what's that? What's a? I don't what's know what that is. Keeper. Yeah. yeah. He very poignantly ignores a phone call. Because he's with his son, he's having the moment that he always regretted that he didn't get to do. He sat outside the hospital, he didn't show up for him. He was there for him when he needed him, he needed a place to go to. He stood up to him even though, you know, he just had this kind of semi-breakthrough with LaRusso, which all goes out the window, again, because of a shitty misunderstanding. Whereas, like, nine episodes ago, this kid told you that that Daniel LaRusso was a better man than you would ever be. Yes. That's what I wanted to bring One of the harshest beats. Yes. Um... But real quick, can we can we just talk about real quick? I know we're getting to this. The Lowe's employee who becomes we totally yes, we yes. ignored all of this. He who um, beco- was Stingray. He's just like yeah, Stingray. He's like Stingray. Oh, Metallica. He's like yeah, I wasn't even born in the eighties, but I just love it. He's just he's that guy. Yeah. He's the he is he's us. He, he's yeah, he is us. Yeah. He's a fan of this show. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he is. Um, but just to see him doing the up down sensei, can we? Oh, he's he's so out of shape, but he's. This, Dude, I'm sorry. The scene at the in the middle where Crease has got them out in the in the forest fighting, and he's been he hiding the, the entire time. And, and he's takes like, "Red down. team wins." Brilliant, dude. Fucking oh my brilliant. God. And then at the party when he's doing the Edward Forty hands, <laughs> and he's just like, "Shit!" The cops are coming. He's like, shit! Shit! Trying to do a, Babe, a sliding you, glass I door. You you, I thought you said you're gonna take me to your friend's party. Oh, These are my friends. Your parents are out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. He is. Uh, he. He. Did you watch I Tanya? No. He is Jeff Galuli's like you know shithead friend <laughs> who like helps with the whole. Oh my god. Plot. Okay. He, yeah. He is that character in essentially every movie I've seen him in so far, and he's great. At he it. and like the fact that he goes to apply to be the security we'll, guard of the we'll school. We'll get to that because we're about, to, just, we're about uh, yeah, to hit it. Okay. I just had to, we had to mention that before yes, we Yes, we completely ignored Stingray, one of the highlight new characters yes. of the season. Um, I also do like the two uh, the two bigger kids, the two nerds that kind of split and diverge. Uh, yeah, we, ones we, with we, Cobra Kai and Because everybody's going to have well, their Because we'll, get to, yeah, the, we'll so, get to the final fight. Okay. Anyway. So he very poignantly ignores this call from Miguel and he goes in. Daniel's dropping off Sam around the same time. Kids go in. During class, we don't really think anything of it. Okay. The PA, the morning announcements get interrupted. Tori comes on. It's like, Sam LaRusso, you know what you did. I'm coming for you, bitch. <laughs> it is on, dude. Yes. It is so on. Full on. And we're just like, okay, this is going to be the standalone fight. Between Sam and Tori. The whole season has been building to this. The light in the it dark. just makes sense. This is in lieu of we're not building to an all valley because school just started back. The timeline, it doesn't make sense. We're, you know, presumably 
season three tournament the yeah. off season in between for season four and then you do a season five and this is one of those shows that's just a fucking perfect five season run done or three could be the perfect capper i don't know you go one of two directions with it but anyways that's where i'm at in my head i'm like all right the standoff fight between the two of them that's where we're going with this it starts she reveals you kiss miguel which reveals it to 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 robbie as well in the moment and they just had the beat okay sorry i ignored this i set it up and i ignored it miguel after he gets it back from hawk in the outdoor training sequence brings the medal of honor back to the LaRusso house sam doesn't answer robbie does because robbie's there and robbie does a very shitty thing which is he does not say what happened he just puts it in the backyard at the dojo and lets uh, Miyagi-Do find it. And I forget... It's... uh. Oh my gosh. Help me out here. Oh man. I can't not forget her name. That would be so shitty. Aisha. Excuse me. Aisha, who's kind of been the go-between... She's a member of Cobra Kai, but she is still friends with Sam. Yeah. She's one of the good ones. And she's been trying to bridge the gap kind of in this tension the whole time. She reveals to Sam at a certain point that, like, hey, Miguel did the right thing and brought this thing back. And she realizes, oh, shit, Robbie, like, Robbie lied. Mm -hmm. Didn't just find this in the backyard. And so he gets a chance to tell her that before she catches him in a lie or brings it up herself. So he redeems himself a bit. Once Mm -hmm. again, I'm like, okay, you made a little bit of a shitty choice, but. You understand you didn't want him. And then she's about to say it. She's about to let him know, hey, I made a mistake. When I was drunk, I kissed Miguel. It's a one-time thing. Don't think anything of it. We're good. Whatever. Doesn't get a chance to do it. Ruined by the bell. Not saved by the bell. Damned (laughs) by the bell. Damned by the bell. (laughs) Damned by the bell. They go into class. Okay, so Tori calls her out. Everybody's gathering in the halls. I don't know where the fuck any teachers are at all. Let's just point this nicely. It's just nice that in the valley... Kids don't bring guns to school. They bring their fists. Yes. Like, it's just nice to see that for a change. Because, let's be serious, it's 2019. Any school other than this school in California, guns, knives, nuclear we- weapons, anything <laughs> is just coming out. Anything yeah. is just, they're pulling out everything. Okay. Swords, so, maces, you know, just anything to, to settle their differences. Yes. Their fight starts. And, and it escalates. Uh, Miguel and Robbie get involved because mm-hmm. they're trying to break it up initially. So that now that now they're fighting. Now somewhere in the midst of this, a chain reaction gets set off. And all of the Cobra all Kai of the scores are getting settled. Set. All the tension from the season, it's all coming the out. The two tiniest little nerds, the bigger guys you were talking about. Aisha gets dragged into. It. Oh, you want some of this? Yes. Bam. Um. And we get. It's a third of this episode. Yeah, it's the it's bulk of it. It's ten minutes. Yeah, man. and there's there's an unbroken oneer in here that, that rivals was, some fucking Daredevil. I was gonna stuff, say, dude, man, the, that entire time I was like, this is who who the fu- they got the guys from Daredevil to this choreograph this. This is one shit. of the coolest sequences I've seen in a TV show in recent memory. We're about to watch the battle battle of Winterfell tonight, and I that 
that's what it has to live up to. I'm not judging it against Helm's Deep right now. I'm judging it against what is currently my favorite television fight possibly ever. I'm just going to say it, dude. The finale of fucking Cobra Kai <laughs> season two, it just keeps going. Yeah. At every moment, I was like, okay, and this is where the teachers break it up. And this is where, and the, 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 the like, are you going to do something? And the one security guard, like, gets his ass beat. Gets flipped over by a Cobra Kai kid. And, you're, and he's like, they don't pay me enough, enough for, for this, this shit. Bye. It escalates. It expands beyond the halls. They're, they're running. They run into, like, the lunchroom like, or the open, open hallway, the, whatever. Yes. Okay. They're fighting upstairs. They're fighting Meanwhile, downstairs. Stingray, who has come in on this particular <laughs> day because they just got the to first, get him well, there. Well, it's the first day of school. He's got, he's got the, uh, he's yes. got the, uh, he's, the interview He's trying to interview for the security guard position. He pops out of this hall and has his own wonder. I got this. Where he goes through and is just, just. Kicking ass, yes. dude, left and right. Kicking children. Dude, and again, children. That's, that's the thing you have to keep reminding yourself is you're like, on one hand, this is a badass moment for this character who you're like, yeah, he's kind of a schlub, like he's behind everybody else, like whatever. But he has this moment of badass, and then you have to remind yourself, like, yeah, he's beating up children. He's a grown like, this man. is not like this great triumph. He's literally just beating up a bunch of little kids. Um, I love the the one security officer who does come in and grab the two smallest kids. Mm-hmm. Um, just very, you know. Yes, they're having a cool fight between the two of them, but it puts it in perspective that like an adult can very easily just, just come in and like Arnold block one of you from out of T two style, just pick you up by the back of your shirt yes. and walk off with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hawk and Dimitri get singled off at a certain point. He chases him. Yeah. Yes, and Dimitri uses his environment once again, um, reads the movements, and. Uh, and take, takes Hawk out. Yeah, puts him through the trophy case. Pretty fucking satisfying. Yeah. And calls him Eli again. Reminds him who you are. I think that is, you know, while Hawk is a great foil and a great villain, if you want to go a Vader direction with it, that's the ultimate, like, if you can redeem Hawk, that could really be something down mm-hmm. the road. Uh, just because the deterioration of their friendship was, like, it was a little, like, a bit of a bummer in the first season. Um in the same way that, like, seeing Miguel kind of, like, turn to the dark side a little bit was. Yeah. But the way they recalibrated all that stuff here. Anyway, okay, so Dimitri takes out Hawk. And now we're pretty much left with our four principles. We got Sam fighting Tori, and we got Robbie fighting Miguel. And there's a moment between the two of them where Robbie's just like, you know, how could you take advantage of her? And Miguel's like, you know, it wasn't like that at all. You know, again, misunderstandings. They're going back and forth with each other. Even Miguel tries to step in between the two of them, and yeah. he gets hit by his girl. Yeah, Tori, because presumably she's like pissed with him, too. She's like, fuck you, like, yeah. whatever. She has this spiked bracelet that comes out. She, like, slices up Sam's arm pretty well. And then we cut back to the balcony, okay? Miguel has Robbie down. Could break his arm if he wants to. And uh, for me, a genuine moment of tension where I was like, I don't know where he, what he's going to do right now. Mm-hmm. We get all the cuts back to honor, mercy, the debate between that, the two warring schools of Cobra Kai karate thought. At the end of the day, again, he makes the right decision and he shows mercy. He lets him up. And Robbie is an asshole. Robbie 
Spen kicks him, and he goes off of this ledge. And I swear to God, dude, I thought we were going to cut in midair. And that was I it. thought we were cutting to black right there. Yeah. But no. He hit, Miguel hits, and he goes down, and it gets really real immediately. Real. And that's where I was like, this show, I, I'm already over the moon for it. I'm already in love with it. I'm already astounded by where this finale goes. And you're jazzed. You're like, dude, this fight is awesome. It's so cool. Everybody's selling everything. It's pretty well choreographed. There's Warner shots in here. The escalation, all of this. You're excited. You're jazzed up. You're like, fuck yeah. Kick him. Do this, blah, blah, blah. It's so cool. And then a real moment of consequence happens for a character that like I loved in the first season and I didn't quite like where he went. And by virtue of the fact that we're juggling a, a lot more things in this season, it's a little easy to kind of lose track of Miguel yeah, exactly. a bit. But you're reminded in this moment that, like, no, he, at the end of the day, he's a good kid. He really is a good kid. Mm-hmm. And Robbie has this this angst inside of him, this this anger, this tension that rears its head now and then and causes him to make some pretty... Pretty bad decisions. The realization of what the fallout was going to be as it was happening. I'm just waves and waves of emotion, man. Yeah. Because it didn't hit me for a bit that I was just like, oh shit. This is, I was like, Johnny and Carmen are done. Yeah, no. I was like, done. And then that scene happens where she's like, I don't ever want to see you again. Like he was a good boy before even if, you. Even like, if she's okay with the fact that's like, you know. He was defending himself. It's like, oh, it was still your son that did it. Even if she can get over the fact that he was fighting and it was like he was defending himself and he let him go. You teaching him any of that put him in the position where, like, he's a factor in this to begin with. Like, you know, so that's that's gone. Daniel, whose daughter was just put at risk and whose protege just did this, who broke the ultimate rule of Miyagi-Do... And did not show mercy and look where it got them. And is told by his wife, like, hey, this is the final straw. Like, no more karate. Like, our our daughter isn't, you know, has been injured. Her ex-boyfriend is like in critical condition, may not make it. Like And the kid that you've been teaching is in the wind. Yeah. Look what you guys have done. Like, yeah. And that's why one of the most devastating beats of this entire episode. Is that Johnny gets in the elevator to go down, and you know you know who's about to get in there with them, and it's Daniel. And they don't say a word to each other. There is no exchange. Mm-hmm. There is no like, let's try and make this right. There's no this is your fault. No, this is your fault because they're both like they're both responsible. Mm-hmm. They ask. They lost sight of what this is all supposed to be about. And their escalation of this rivalry and continuing it is what led to this shit. Them stoking it in their own individual ways. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them really has any kind of moral high ground to stand on. Because while Johnny, I feel like, is trying to change and do the right thing. Daniel, like, you know, he just lost his cool earlier this episode. Yeah, He kicked down a door. He lost his shit the same way that Robbie did. And 
I, I, yeah, man, I was like wrecked by yeah. the end of this. Incredibly impressed by the fight itself, and that that's what this built to. And I was like, yeah, if we weren't gonna have an all valley this year, this, this is, is a hell of a way to go. I mean, out, that's the man. biggest fighting you've seen in any of these movies. It's always the movies, and even like last time, it was always one on one. Yeah, it's the equivalent of like, oh, we're gonna have Attack of the Clones where there's a ton of Jedi going at it, you know? Yeah, it's that. All right, we're we're and this is it. And like, I don't think. I mean, season three could not have a fight anywhere near that big, and I would still be on board with the tension of another All Valley, you know? Like, I thought this was gonna be the battle for like the soul of the valley, whose karate was gonna be right. what. And to me, it's it's still just like, okay. We have two men who, who, even though they say that they've grown up, they haven't grown up. They haven't settled anything. Right. Which I don't really understand because even at the end of the first one, he admits, like, you're all right, LaRusso. How do you go from you're all right, LaRusso, to this? How? How? Daniel being an asshole the entire time? Is that it? How you get there is Karate Kid Part 2. How you knuckles, Grease. Great callback this oh season. Oh my god, yes. That's how you get there. You forget that that moment occurs, the you're alright LaRusso, occurs before his entire world gets shattered. Yes, he's lost Allie at this point, but he's about to be threatened by the only father figure in his life. Which I did like the beats Who of. he's always felt betrayed by, and and have his trophy broken, and basically have... To go from, like, oh, it was a second-place win to, like, this kid who I ultimately had some respect for to, like, this crushed my identity and everything that I knew myself to be. So that's why that beat, even though, yes, you can say that, like, this is a little bit of a a reworking of it, the fact that the series has, to this point, always acknowledged the entire history of the franchise, it allows you to take a moment like that, the opening of two, and, you know draw more out of it. Which... Because, I mean, wouldn't you be more mad at Crease because it's like, hey, man, I did my best, and he's mad. It's like, well, you maybe would... the shit you've been well, teaching I, me is terrible. I think it's it's also the, over the years, it's seeing LaRusso thrive as he struggled with, you know, his relationships and his marriage, et cetera, et cetera. But seeing LaRusso thrive and, like, still be able to use his karate to his benefit and, like, have all this goodwill in the community and everything. Meanwhile, he's, you know, a schlub, um, you know, working construction, painting houses and, like, stuff Putting like TVs that. TVs on the wall. Exactly. Great callback, too, dude. That's where, <laughs> that's really, I mean, the whole, this whole season did a great job of easing you out of, like, we're still going to have the references to the film franchise that you know, but we have now begun to build our own lore yeah, and our exactly. own universe, so we're we're going to call back to even these minor characters and bits and references from, you know, the previous... The fact that, like, Anoush, um, the guy who works at the dealership, who, you know, has some great, like, kind of funny, quippy dialogue in the first season, is, like, a fulcrum point for a plot beat here where it's, like, Johnny comes in and almost breaks his arm, and that leads to, like, hey, I don't want to be a part of your dealership because you're, like, never here, and I get threatened by, like, <laughs> random, you know, bros. This, so guy, that I'm we, out this of here. guy that we had to give a car to that, like, completely had to re... I did love the Eternet Challenger and, like, the black and yellow yes. Cobra Kai. That shit was dope. Yes. Did you see the things with them on the Good Morning America? I have... I... Don't ruin a lot of this for me. I'm sorry. And, like, you... Please just put a pause on any more from the Martin Cove interview. I've been saving a lot of this for, like, 
I wanted to digest it on my own, and then I want to dive into all the peripheral okay. interviews, etc. The only thing I listened to prior, Machio was on Bill Simmons. Great interview, about an hour and 15. A, I was just talking about the pictures they posted that were on, their, on the website. Okay. On their um, Instagrams. But yeah, I, I plan on doing a deep dive through all of the uh, the related material this week. Okay, good. It's going to be my part two since I've already benched through it and everything. And uh, I gave Dad the old password, so hopefully he's going to start watching this week. Yeah. Did he actually watch the first season or just those few episodes? No, he watched the whole first season. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he watched the whole thing. Yeah, no. I showed him how to sign up for the free trial and everything. And Yeah. No, he's excited. I gave him password last night. Okay. So, we have all the fallout from that. Johnny returns to... Okay, sorry. We'll end with, with Johnny and where that ultimately goes. Last beat with Daniel. He Wife takes, says no more karate. He takes Miyagi's picture off the wall, and it's... He didn't quite do it. The delivery is still great. But this is the... I failed you. This is the Michael Caine moment you. from Dark Knight yeah. Rises, where it's just like, I failed you. And... <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, I tried, Miyagi, like, you know, I tried to, to do things your way, and I, I just, I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm sorry. A crushing, man. Like, dun, dun, this dun, is... Dun, dun, Dude, this... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that true... is so bad. Uh, oh, man. In true 80s fashion... This is the Empire Strikes Back, Back. Yes, of Cobra Kai, is, man. It is such a day. Our heroes are in defeat. It is a downer even though moment. They were, even though they were kind of, well, depending on who your hero is. If your hero is Cobra Kai, they won, they won a new hope. And if they're, like, everybody loses this, <laughs> except for that faction of Cobra Kai kids That's what that about we'll see. That's part of the ultimate defeat is Johnny rolls back into Cobra Kai. And again, they're teasing me with it, man, because I'm like... Is he going to be here now? <laughs> is he going to be here now? Please, please, can he be here? And he's not, which is okay only because of one very specific thing. What's that? He hears stuff going on in the back room. And again, my my attention, I'm just like, Terry, 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 Terry. <laughs> he opens the door. No, he's not there. The secret, like... Cobra Kai group, what's what's left of them at this point. The hardcore of the hardcore, mainly led by Hawk and Tori, which there's your couple yeah. going into next season. Power they both been burnt. Yes, yes, dude. Oh, oh. They would be vicious, ruthless. I would not want to take on either one of them at all. Okay. God, get them some leather jackets and dirt bikes. Okay, the the one moment that saved we we got plenty of Terry Silver references this season, which worked for me. There's we literally get to see him on screen when Daniel reveals to all the, the kids, "Hey, I used to be in Cobra Kai." I'm like, "Yeah, you were." Yeah. Don't forget, don't, don't forget, forget, man. You don't joined forget about it part three. Yeah. That is one of the best parts of the Bill Simmons interview with Machio. Really? Is Machio talks openly about? He's like, he's like, three's not a good movie. He's like, it's not. He's like, we didn't feel good about it when we did it. You know, he's like, it has it has aged well with the fans and like people love elements of it and everything. He's like, but yeah, I can objectively say it's not a good movie. He's like, but the guys, you know, Schlossberg and uh, John uh, and Hurwitz or whatever, it's, he was like, they really, they put me through the ringer of like, you know, they're like, there's a lot of season three in here. And like, you're going to have to kind of, to reckon with season three or with part three, three rather. Yeah. And yeah, we get that. 
that cut to the dark training montage. We see Terry for just a second. And we have these references of like, hey, my buddy called me about a job. And there's the Vietnam photo on the wall. And it's like, yeah, guy that took this picture. And it's like, it's all just vague enough that it's like, is he is he gonna is he gonna be smoking a cigar at the end of this season? Yes. You know, is he gonna come in in the dark? Whatever. We don't get that. It's okay, because when he goes in here, and Crease reveals, hey, funny I'm taking this of, over. Funny, funny thing, thing about, about handshake deals, deals, and you're like, oh shit, Johnny had that thing with the guy earlier, literally in like episode one, where he was talking shit about like you can't keep all your stuff in here anymore, you know, blah blah. blah. And it's just, it seems like a throwaway jokey bit. And as a matter of fact, that whole time in that scene, all I'm looking around for is I'm like, is the, is the wooden board, like the steel, the, you know, yeah. the, the Terry trap, yeah. the Terry silver trap <laughs> device <laughs> that he makes, that he makes Daniel train on. Mike I was like, face on I was it, like, yeah. is this back here somewhere? That's, That's all I was focusing on in, in that scene initially. So the whole like. Oh, this is the landlord. I'm like, okay, whatever. This is not going to be important. This is just like a little funny bit. Okay. Yeah. And it's immediately, there's a scene with Miguel right after they're in the same location. So I'm like, oh, it wasn't about the landlord, whatever. So yeah, for Crease to tag up on like, hey, he doesn't like you. Like you're an asshole. So I just swooped in here. By the way, I founded this shit. And uh, yeah, Cobra Kai's mine again now. And Johnny is so defeated that he's like, you know, we don't, part of me was like, are we going to get a final fight? Are they going to duke it out right here for the fate of Cobra Kai? And he's so de- beaten and defeated at this moment. He's like, have it. I'm out of here. I just walked back from the beach. I threw my keys in my car yes. and left it. So he walks out. But the thing that saved it for me, again, we don't get Terry Silver, but we do get this. Yes. He doesn't do it all season. Nope. He, he's in his gi. At different points in the season. But he doesn't do it until he has firmly reclaimed his position. He is back on top where at least he wants to be. Now, the world at large, the rest of the Valley, they don't know this guy's back in the picture. They may have some residual tension. But guess who looks like the bad guys right now? Miyagi. Not John Kreese. Miyagi-Do doesn't look great. And One of their Russo kids put a kid it. in the hospital. Yep. And, um, hey, that, that Johnny Lawrence guy who people were kind of like on the fence about, he's just off the grid now. He disappeared, so we really don't have a bad guy. Um, here's John Kreese, reformed military, you know, military veteran. Come on. Uh, you know, reformed uh, karate okay. teacher. Yeah. And, uh, yes, he's been through. I can see a press conference where it's like, mistakes were made in the past but uh i've come up you know there's a new form of cobra kai and blah blah blah. i'm like dude this is like this is perfect setup he uses he uses the front room to fund it and it's the family friendly karate but then you got the kids that get the back room he's grooming hawk yeah he's grooming hawk for for a dark purpose yeah something like beyond what we could have even imagined at this point but yes martin cove just grabbing the the just, collar yes. of his gi in in just the way that only he can. Mm-hmm. It is iconic. It is an iconic. Oh, look dude, that's totally where Tom Hardy character. got it from in Bane, as Bane. Yes. Like that's totally where he and came from. Again, I gotta imagine. Like that's the that's the loving level of attention to detail in the screenplay. Is like I know it literally says in there. It's like, and Crease grabs his collar 
in the way that he always does. Yeah. But it's like, it's only at this moment. And it's like, I would love if like Martin Cove on set just like randomly does that in an earlier scene. And they're like, hey, Mart, Marty, Marty. Keep the hands down. Hey, we, we actually have a the huge scene- moment for that because in this universe, that is everything, dude. Now, that is one of those beats I will, where I was just like. I will give you that he does have a little Terry Silver-like flair when LaRusso meets them out in front of the uh, the dojo. And he was like, you know. He comes over in jeans. Yeah. He comes over in like a very similar color-coded outfit, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But he's just like, he's he's like side turn, like right at Johnny's shoulder, like cosine and everything he's saying. Like, I'm like, this is fucking Terry Silver right here. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the scene where he comes to Daniel's dojo and is no, like, no, no, you need no, to prepare no. for a war. No, 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 no. Because that reminded me of when Terry G- coming into the backyard. When Johnny... When they're talking, he's like, I had to see it to be true that you were back, yada, yada, yada. When Johnny and Daniel are, like, facing off and uh, Kreese is behind, they're in, the like, the front of the uh, the shopping strip that Cobra Kai Dojo is at. He's sitting there just giving it to him, like, you know, oh, much like, sorry, Mr. Miyagi could be. That's when he gives him the, how's your knuckles, Kreese? Like, he gives him that right there. But he, that's, there's so many beats of Terry Silver being like, oh, yeah, and this dojo be better than yours will ever be. Like, there's so much of <laughs> yeah. that shit. It's like, that's a little bit right there. Now just give me Thomas Ian Griffin and we'll be fine. I think they planted enough seeds, honestly, that that, that might be where it's headed. The very last beat, I think we've pretty much hit everything. Yeah. We've pretty much run through the entire season again God. for you. Okay. Johnny on the beach. He's he's defeated. He's throwing it all away. Okay. Literally. He throws his phone away and he throws his keys inside his parked car. I mean Yes. I get Smack. you gotta walk to like get shit out, but like keep your fucking key roll your windows up, keep your keys. That's a nice car, <laughs> yeah. man. But it's got Cobra Kai all over it, man. He's not Cobra Kai anymore. That's true. Chucks his phone into the sand. A few episodes prior, you may recall, when he was doing his his tender thing, and uh, he was debating sending a message to Allie, to Elizabeth Shue. And he maybe wasn't going to do it, but he gets bumped into by his uh, female doppelganger Mm -hmm. lady. And in my head right there, I'm like, he sent that thing. He, he sent did. that message. I was like, they're going to tag. They're going to tag up. And sure enough, that phone, as it's buried in the sand, we cut to it. The final shot of this season is a friend request from Allie. And I don't know what her last name is now. I didn't write it down. But, uh, yeah, she's she's reached back out. But will he ever get that message? I don't know. But it's a great note to end on of, like, you might get Elizabeth Shue next season. Could be very interesting. Could bring a lot of things to light. It's a new, interesting direction. What I really want... I'll, I'll lay out my rough concept. This is what I would like to see. Johnny and Daniel get their shit together. Um, presumably, most of those kids are suspended, expelled. I don't know. Maybe karate is banned in the valley or gets like a bad name of some oh, sort. Oh, we do like a or uh, like they, a, a footloose. It could be. You can't do karate in here. You got to find a place to do. It's something, like footloose, but karate's the thing, not dancing. Something like that. Or another way to go with it, because again, in the universe of, of this show, karate is everything in the valley. And we have to remember that these are just two dojos. So I like the idea of Cobra Kai... 
and franchise. and Miyagi Do. No, or it wouldn't be Cobra Kai because I feel like Crease like talks them back into it, the board, if you will. But Miyagi Do, because their student put somebody in critical condition, is out. They're not allowed to compete this year. Okay, never mind the fact that Miyagi Do is done because Karate Kid's not allowed to karate anymore. Yeah, his wife said no. So his wife said, um, and presumably Cobra Kai is still doing its thing, or maybe they ban both from the tournament, and Daniel and Johnny have to redeem this. Essentially, they've got to like look what we caused. We got to get these kids back on the right track. Some of them are falling completely to the dark side. Crease has taken over. Blah blah blah. And I want to see them join forces. Essentially. And you can still have all of your great, you know, they fundamentally have different personalities and different outlooks on things. You still get a lot of tension there, but, like, ultimately I want to see them come together as dudes. And maybe you build to it midway through the season. But it's it's for them to take on or take back some honor that they lost some way, shape, or form. And... When they come to confront Crease, that is when we reveal, hey, we're everywhere now. I refranchised. I'm, I made this a thing again. We're we're international, baby. John, you were living on the street like a couple, like two years ago. How'd you pull this off? I know a guy. His name's Terry Silver. And Johnny is like, the fuck is Terry Silver? And LaRusso... Is the, the only, is the only one who's like... Oh, shit. He's the like, only one who ever broke me. Completely broke me. And that's that's it, man. And we bring back in Terry Silver, and then you, you write whatever you want to write. I trust you guys to do it. But that's what it is to me. It's 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 Crease and Silver versus Machi, or <laughs> LaRusso and Lawrence. The double L dojo. The LaRusso-Lawrence dojo. Yeah. Something like that. Lay your season three theory on me. Fan things you might want. Uh, maybe something that hasn't been touched on from the franchise. You you said you were going to lay it out earlier. Go ahead. And so, then, well, if there's any time. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so all right. So, my only thing. All right. So, season three is going to be, obviously, Crease is taking back Cobra Kai. But he soon realizes that the money isn't right because you know he lost a few a, a bunch of students. Parents don't want it, so he reaches out. To there's going to be fallout yeah. from the high school in general. Just like yeah. no, my kid's not practicing karate. Look yeah. what happened to these kids. Yeah, so he starts looking around trying to see what he can do. He gets a phone call from an old friend who's finally gotten word, who's conveniently out of the country. He says, "Hey, I'll help you out. This is it. Last time it was a fluke." I'll help you out. What? And then it becomes, he's like, but before you can go international, before you can do anything, I think you ought to move out of the valley. Why don't you take it here? So, but I can't, I, I don't have two spots. I can't, I, I can't be in two places. I got a guy, young kid. He had a good career. You remember him. Who are you talking about? Well, he, he fought LaRusso in 89. He lost yeah, and he's been itching for payback. So the second dojo outside of the valley is run by Mike Barnes. And why is why why is uh, why is the benefactor out of town? Why is he not in the country? 
He's in Okinawa. And he's looking for somebody who lost a lot of honor and was not able to yes. get the honor he deserved. So much. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I wish we videotaped these. I am losing my shit. That's every why day. I stopped. I was like, what we, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. We, we literally, it's, it's Daniel and his greatest foe, Johnny, his classic foe, Against uniting to take on everyone else he's ever had to face. Mm-hmm. Because you know who the you know who the third owner of the third franchise who? of Cobra Kai is? Who is it? Michael Ironside. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta be Michael Ironside. And they don't know clearly. and they find out that oh, we've we've taken these two guys out. Or they take out it's how you set up five seasons. Season three, they take out Mike Barnes, but it ends with Terry Silver and Chosen coming back to the valley. He's never been out of Okinawa. It's a fish out of water for this guy, but he's looking for some payback too. He's not happy that Sato decided to, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay? That's it. Because even though they reconciled and Sato was good, he still came back to fight after that. And he let him live. He's not happy with that. Disgraced. Gone. So, season four is, you gotta deal with Chosen. And you bring in the fact that, well, they're still franchising while you guys can't even get a new dojo off the ground. Who do they call? Michael Ironside. He comes in. He does that. We don't know how to do what. What's we, we what, what? What are we missing? We're not being able to bring in new students. Enter Hillary Swank, midway through season four. I can show you guys what you guys missed. Mister Miyagi taught you well, but he didn't teach you everything. Because there's something that he taught her. He didn't teach Daniel, right? The the sweeping like how to like do the turn and whatnot. Remember, he kept throwing the bags at her. He would turn her and do all that. Mm. Something. So it ends with your season five. Johnny, Julie, Johnny. Johnny, Julie, Daniel. Daniel, sorry. Daniel, Julie, Johnny. DJJ versus the rest of them. Yeah. And at this point, it's like... I think the factor we are removing, (laughs) and you and I tend to always do this when we start getting excited about it, is remember all these high school kids that we have that are like the new generation and Mm -hmm. like have their own plot lines going on right Mm -hmm. now? I don't know how we reconciled them into like the greater kind of machinations of what we want to do and see happen with all of these people. I just wanted to amend one thing really quick. Miguel would be cool if, if Terry's his dad. I know that kind of blew your mind. Here's what I actually want. Mike Barnes to be his dad. Shut the fuck up. Let me get this out. <laughs> okay. I don't know when they reveal him, but whenever Terry Silver does show up at the dojo... And gets no, introduced. No, gets no, introduced. I know where the fuck you're. No, go. I go want. I, I want a certain someone to turn around and say, "Dad," and that certain someone is Tori. Yes, I know where Tori the fuck is. You're is going. little little Terry oh. Silver. Oh. That's what she is, dude. You love to hate her. She is great. Like, Tori Silver. How do Tori we? Silver, oh my dude. god! How do we not? Ah, uh, Tori, Tori and Terry. <laughs> it's right there, dude. They. Oh. I guarantee you, it's the long con. I'm calling it right now. Tori is Terry Silver's daughter. That's canon. Let's make that happen, guys. Yes. If you haven't written it already, that's the beat. No, it's not. Mi- it's not Miguel. Miguel just has a strange father issues. That just works with with Johnny. Or you know the parallel of like not you know searching for a father figure, and and Daniel. Daniel doesn't have a dad too. They're all they're all just you know they're all just looking for father figures. And what father figure are you gonna choose? Yeah. 
What sensei are you going to choose? I don't know, man. What a joy. Uh, yes. I loved every single second of this series. I I can't believe they did it again. I, I did not expect to enjoy season two as much as I did. I thought I would at least have a few like little quibbles, and I really don't, man. I, I fully acknowledge. I'm sure some people, you know, still may think it's cheesy or like blah, blah, blah. It's too much focused on the kids. I want more of like just the adult stuff. I love everything they're doing with it. Yeah. Again, it has it has established a new way forward where you can take a beloved property, you can update it, slash reboot it, while still being true to the legacy that you've established, and the really just the spirit of something. Not having to mirror it structurally constantly, yeah. or like, you know match everything but just you take what worked and the the feelings that those movies give you and the things that people respond to in them and you just you just figure out a way to do that in in a modern context and luckily it's anchored by like i said what i think is one of the great like just comeback performances ever i think zabka is solid gold in this show i love everything he's doing he hits the comedy beats. The again, all the stuff with him and technology is just is great, man. I yeah. love it. Everything about it. Um, and then he and then the dramatic stuff clicks in, and you're like, he's right there for that as well. And um, you know, Machio, I I continue to I'm like, they're both just yeah, they're right there, man. They're there is there is a version of this show where they commit to it, they come back, and they kind of just they're like. Yeah, these scripts are these scripts are okay. Uh, they're doing okay stuff with it. I, it's enough that I'm here. I'll I don't have to in. put that much effort into yeah, it. But I think they recognize that like these these creators really really care about this shit. They're taking it seriously. We we should honor the show and and take it that seriously. I'm gonna leave you with one more story. It has nothing to do with this show and with nothing like that. It was just I thought it was neat and it's it's a testament to like how good this show is. Martin Cove's interview, he said that at some point while they were filming, he got a call that his grandson was in the hospital. He ran over he literally ran over. And he's in there and there's this older older black guy in there and he's like looking at him and he's kinda of like nods and he comes over and says, Uh I don't want to say anything, but uh you were in the movies, weren't you? And he's like, now mind you, I just got done working out. I got my Cobra Kai gi on. I got Cobra Kai down my legs. Got everything. And he's like, I tell him, he's like, yeah, I, I, I still am. And he goes, oh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say nothing, but uh, I knew you were. I knew you were in the movies. <laughs> and he just backs off, and he's like, and that was it. He was in the emergency room. He was in there for emergency. I was trying to see my grandson. Yeah, if somebody's like unaware and just like comes across Martin Cove in public. It doesn't realize that, like, no, like, Cobra Kai is a thing. It's back. Fucking they revealed Rambo him. was a thing. He's filming like, season this, two. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying the idea that, like, he's dressed in Cobra Kai stuff would be so sad. Because he just, <laughs> you know? no, he's just working. He said he'd just been done working out. And the fact that but he's working out and training for this thing that he literally could just show up for and stand there and be John Kreese. There's no need for him to... Yeah. Physically, it's the same thing with Machio and, and Zapka. They were like, yeah, trying to, like, be in heavier is getting back in the gym was a, a task but like i think zapka looks even better in this season than last season it's like hey that was them just getting out of it and like 
kind of getting back to it. Them knowing, okay, we got to get back to it for season two. Like, we need to keep this up. I think everybody looks ten times better than they did the first season. Yeah. So, I, I fucking loved it. I can't wait for season three. I don't care where it goes. I just want it. Yeah, and I want no, it, tomorrow. It, it, it has crossed that hurdle of, like, again, I just... I, I thought the, the bloom would be off the rose. I thought there was no way for it to to satisfy me to the same level. I was like, it can be really good, but... There's just, there's no way. And I think, I really think they elevated incredibly well. They Mm -hmm. have made it its own thing. And now I am, it's less and less for me, like, oh, what touches are they going to reference? Because they're so, they're so lightly done. You get like the little drum um, Mm -hmm. early on in this season. And we get light references to two, a lot, like we said, a lot more of three than I ever expected, which Mm -hmm. is great. Um, But really just building the story itself and and the the series and what it's going to be. I think there's a world in which 3 and done is great. I think there's a world in which 5 and done is great. I I trust these guys with whatever and wherever they want to take it next. And we will be here. Um in the in the intervening year, I we can at least promise that we will go through all four. We're going to make good our promise from last year. Yes, we'll go through all four movies before season 3. I think we can make that guarantee. That's not going to be hard to do. Okay. So, uh, for this week on TV arc, and you still, you still got a bending, not breaking coming at you on Tuesday. Do not fret. Uh, we just wanted to jump in here because, uh, we, we don't get to do this very often. No. And I had an absolute blast. So thank you for joining us through our spoiler filled rambling journey through Cobra Kai season two. For the TV arc, I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. And we hope that you found some balance. Because no matter what, Cobra Kai never dies. Try to be best, cause only a man. And a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe when the going gets rough that you gotta hang tough to make it. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one and you can have your dreams. You're the best around. No one's gonna ever take you down. You're the best around. No one's gonna ever take you down. Oh, sorry. I think we, you cut it early. Yeah, it's fine. Cause you're only a man And a man's got to learn to take it Try to believe Though the going gets rough That you gotta hang tough to make it